what I, you know what I would do is I would show them a picture of the hairdresser. And then I would, and then I would give them a copy of my book and I would say, you see how history can repeat itself, but you see how you have to say, no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shut up fucking penis. That's what you have to say. Cuba has to tell their penis to shut the fuck up. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. So Tuesday morning, I go into work and one of my coworkers, one of my friends, one of my coworkers, she says, oh my God, I was thinking about you this morning because I saw a news story that a 44-year-old man was murdered in Old Irving Park, which is my neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, oh Jesus, well, I don't think it's me. I'm, I'm okay. It's not me. Because, you know, I'll be 44 on Friday, right? Yeah, like, like we're it, 47. It, it's, yeah, something it could like that. be me. So I was like, no, I didn't hear anything about this. So, like, I look it up, and there's this just this short article that says a man, uh, you know, was found dead in his car, um, not just in Old Irving Park, but on my block. Like, if you walked outside of my front door, which I've been, yeah, I've been there. Yep. And you turned right, you would see his, it was like right on the corner. Oh, I know. Okay. Kind of, I, yeah. I, I actually know that corner. Holy shit. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. But like, well, he couldn't have been shot there because we didn't hear anything. It was normal. And it was like at 1130 is what, you know, the police, the, the, the report was saying the news story. Like we would hear gunshots. We've heard gunshots before that are not nearly as close. Um, but we heard nothing. So we can't find any story about this. Wednesday comes and goes, or Tuesday comes and goes. We don't find any news story about it. Wednesday comes and goes. I'm out walking Molly at like eight o'clock at night, and I run into some neighbors, and we start chit chatting, and it's all small talk bullshit about the dog, about our kids, about you know whatever. And the topic of uh, a block party comes up, and two of the women have they're like oh yeah this year we're going to do it this year we're going to do it and the third woman this woman patricia these are all my neighbors they live like you know two houses down right across the street whatever um she's like, like the real ha- the real housewives of uh old irving park and you happen to be yeah. one of the housewives okay i like exactly that. yeah and i run into these women more than katie does because i'm just out I, I walk molly more so you, like you're one of the housewives that's what i'm saying the gals yeah yeah so so, you know, Patricia's giving these other two shit about like, yeah, this year it's going to happen. We're going to have this block party this year. Blah, 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 blah. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, block party would be great. We could get bouncy houses and, you know, we'll do like a, like a, 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 a pub crawl, but each house has a different drink. You know, like Patricia's has sangria and then we have old fashions and then they're like, oh my God, yes. And like, so great little conversation about what fun it would be. And then one of them goes, well, I tell you. This block could really use a party after the uh, couple weeks that we've had. This block could really use a party after the homicide on the corner. Yeah. And and then it got like, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Somber. Yes. So I found this a prime opportunity to ask 
do we know what happened? Because I know what we were all talking about at that point. And so I said, do we know what happened? And all three of them went like, oh, yeah, yeah. In a way that made my eyes bulge out like, oh, shit. Was this somebody that we know or that they know? Like, was it like a yeah, brother, this- son, a father or like what? Like a, like like a former Michael Jackson impersonator. The, that's the subway. That, that's Jacob Neely. That's the subway. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, a little obscure. Sorry, I, I apologize. It was it, it was in the news for a hot minute, and nobody remembers that now. No, well, it turns out that it was a. Uh, I mean, not to skip ahead, but I'm gonna skip ahead. It was a Bernadette Peters impersonator. He's <laughs> And the killer so, and the killer felt his dick move, so he shot her. The killer pulled the trigger. The killer yeah. penis pulled the trigger. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh no, so they're like, uh yeah. Well, one woman who lives at the corner, like where this happened, she she starts telling the story. But she tells it in the, in a weird way because she's like, Well, yes, there was a there was a man who um um well he um uh, he, he, he did pass away and I'm like, you know, shit. That's why I asked about it. Like, I know he's fucking, he didn't pass away. He fucking, he was murdered. He died. Yeah, like yeah. passing away is what you do. Like when you have cancer for eight months and then like you're in hospice and like you slowly, you pass, pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. This motherfucker was shot in the chest. And died yeah. That's not, that's not pass. That's, that's like jerked out so of jerked light. Yeah. You were yeah. It's different. Off, on, out of the, yeah. Yeah. So. She's telling the story and she's like, so what, what happened is like, I heard people outside my house. Like she's, and she's got like a little, when you've seen the house, like it's, it's just a little yeah. house on the corner of the street. And she's like, I heard like people talking and they were saying like, you know, we need to call an ambulance. We need to get you to the hospital. And this person's like, no, do not call an ambulance. Don't take me to the hospital. And like a version of that going back and forth for a few minutes. And she's like, uh, what the fuck is going on? And then the conversation stops. She's like, okay, that was weird. But I figured, what the hell? People like are always, you know, chatting outside. About and going they, to the hospital. Yeah, right. always. It's it a common conversation. You need to go to the hospital or you're going to die. Well, oh, you know, okay. Chicago, Don, it's a very dangerous yeah, see, city. See, see, see you next Thursday at the screening, you know, or, you know whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, so then a few minutes later. Uh, the conversation start up again. And I don't know, like she doesn't know if they went away and then came back or, or what, but she starts hearing the conversations again about, we need to get you to the hospital. We need to call an ambulance. No, don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. So she's like, shit, I, somebody is injured out there. I don't know what's going on. I can't see anything. I'm not going to go out there and check. Cause it's kind of weird. Like she's got a weird vibe of it, but she's like, "I'm calling nine one one." See, I have like, to. I, I, somebody is hurt. I have to give her some props because most people in this day and age would not help, but they would certainly do a phone video of it. Yeah, they would record it. Sure. He did. She stayed inside. She didn't come out with a phone video and go. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not here. It's just. I'm just recording it for my TikTok. Yeah. Well, and I got the feeling that she was a or is a a medical professional, a doctor, a nurse, because she made some comment about like she's a, at the scope or something. She's so, a fucking doctor and she didn't go out and help. What kind of fucking I, doctor is she? I don't know. Maybe she's not a doctor. Maybe she's I'm going to say physical therapist. I don't know. But she mentioned like set the scope. Yeah. Whatever. She calls 911. And at some point, either before she called 911 or after and while they were on their way, she hears the person, the, the victim, the one who, um, well, Don, the one, the one who passed away, 
<laughs> uh, she hears him say, don't leave me. Don't leave me here alone. And then he dies. They, they left. Well, yeah. Him, which like that, like that is heartbreaking to me. I don't know who this guy is or what happened to him or like, I don't know if he deserved to die. <laughs> like, I doubt he deserved to die. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't Marjorie Taylor Green, it wasn't yeah, Matt yeah. Gates, you know. Well, David, really David, David, what I'm going to say is if you're laying on the street and I'm saying to you over and over, we need to get you to the hospital and you keep refusing me and then you say, don't leave me. I'm going to say, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I dumbass. I know. Yeah. I mean, I told you over and over and over, you're going to die. And now you say, don't leave me. No, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Fine. I'm leaving. You're. Do your thing. Well, here's the thing: is dying man. If, if <laughs> like she calls, if the neighbor calls nine one one, and then they hear the fire truck and the ambulance coming, and they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta get out of here because there's probably some illegal activity." That oh, I'm sure. Happen. So, so do you? With, was he shot? I mean, that's what it. That's okay. what happened. Shot, but it didn't happen here. It happened a few blocks over, and Katie dug up um, a news story like through some like a neighborhood Facebook group thing that had like the news story doesn't know shit. It's just like, they've got his name, David Himmel, age 44, blah, 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 you know, whatever. It was David Himmel. That is, that is crazy. Is it the same name and age and everything? Totally weird. Was he, was he Jewish? Um, that I don't know. (laughs) Um, he did have a box. Of, he did have an open bottle of Manischewitz wine. See, see, it's so, it, and 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 a takeaway matzo ball soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> it was cold, which was really unfortunate. It's just it's, yeah, it's not. It's not good it, cold. No, it's yeah. It's like yeah. It's like cold Mashed mashed potatoes. Really it's just not good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Don't leave so me. Apparently, like with this hard matzo uh, ball soup. I don't know how we slept through this because our bedroom window is right on the street and the fire engine came down at like 1130 at night, blaring its sirens and lights and everything. Um, the ambulance came, the police came. Well, so this guy, he's, well, he, he passed away and apparently <laughs> they had him like, this is at 1130 at night when they came that he was still out on the street or I'm sorry. He was out on the sidewalk, like the body, they had pulled him out of the car covered on a you know with the, the sheet or whatever I'm they had a sheet like, they oh you mean the 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 the, the ems people put the sheet over yeah. not yeah, like his they, friends not like his friends put a sheet over. No. they happen to have a sheet in their car and yeah. they just put it over him okay all right no, so, I, I, so the neighbor told because we didn't see any of this because front never go out the front in the morning because yeah we've got the garage in the back and we take school, sure. school you know but like here was this dead body covered in a sheet just hanging out on the fucking sidewalk for hours in the morning oh wow the neighbor that called 911 whose name completely escapes me right now she she was concerned because she's got like a nine-year-old son at home and she's like okay i don't have time to have this conversation with him about the dead body in his front yard so she's like trying to like you know keep him kind of away from it her niece is coming over, like her sister's dropping off her niece to take the niece to school, whatever. And she calls her sister and she's like, you need to come around the back. Do not come around the front. There's a dead body on the sidewalk. <laughs> Figure it out. The neighbor that's like, too what a waste of a, a, what a waste of a teachable moment. I know. 
Well, I guess they'd get to it, but I mean, but you know, it doesn't have to be a long conversation. That body's dead. What's dead? Bodies die. We're just meat. We're just meat. And the meat finally rots and we die. And this meat was cut short and uh, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the meat was cut right on time. We don't notice. Oh, yeah, we, we don't know. You know, do you, I, you know, ha- Harry, do you believe in destiny? What exactly? So yeah. just don't touch the dead body because it's bad. Who, who says to a grown man? Well, yes, there was a body. There was a man who well passed. Like, you don't have to pussyfoot this shit with me. Yeah, we, we know yeah, about death. Probably going to be like extra pussyfooty with her children. Sure. And I, and I get it. But yeah, I would have just rolled like, hey, man, yep, there's a dead body in there. It happens, whatever. And we'll deal with that shit later. Exactly. Um, but Pat- Patricia then told me that like she was trying to protect her 16 year old son from seeing it simply because like two weeks ago, one of his best friends killed himself. So this Oy. kid is just like surrounded by she's like, I just didn't want him to like go to school with the first thing seeing the dead body when his friend just killed himself. Like, you know just trying to protect that so it was this very like strange thing like you know murders happen all the time yeah a lot of a lot of people you're in chicago yeah that's that's all that happens in chicago if you look at the news when somebody dies from a murder like and it apparently it happened like over on belmont craigan like a you know like a neighborhood over okay and then he drove over to our which is a nice you know old irving park a wonderful place to die So, but it's weird. It's weird when there's like a dead body, you know, hanging out on the sidewalk, three houses down. It's weird. And so what I thought was funny, though, as I was thinking about this, and like I was retelling the story like to coworkers, I'm like, I found out what happened, kind of, sort of. Um, Like, this guy's murder became my experience with the murder. Ah. And I thought, <laughs> and then I thought, well, this, if I ever, if I ever go back to the storytelling, this, you know, I could work this thing out, you know, workshop it a bit, and this might be a good story to tell. And then I thought, oh, fuck off. That's well, just, the thing is, it's exactly what storytelling is all. Well, about? The, the thing about it is, 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 yeah, when we, when we were, when you threw this out as a topic, I, I thought about it. It's like, it's, it, I think it is as natural. Um, I think it's a natural reaction, given that our only lens in the world is our own, you know, it's the lived experience. I mean, as as much as I disdain that phrase, that's what we have. And so I think it's one of the, you know, it's it's one of the things about storytelling when I taught storytelling that I, I would always say is that, you know, I mean, not every story is about you. But if you're going to tell a story about you, make sure that you're neither the hero or the villain or the victim, you know, like, like find, find some, you know, and I think, uh, I don't think it's, I, I, I guess I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily that people tend to see tragedy from their perspective, it's sort of like nine 11. It's sort of like the nine 11 thing. Well, and this is my, this is because I, I always get frustrated with nine 11 stories. It's like, Instead of talking about what happened in 9-11, you talk about where you were when you heard about 9-11 and sure. what you were doing when you were sitting and watching it on TV, as if that's significant. Well, it's significant in that everybody else was doing the same thing. But, you know, I mean, there were people that actually were involved, were actually there 
that yeah. probably have a little bit better story. I mean, hey, Don, where were you when 9-11 happened? I was in bed, and then uh, my wife woke me up, and I watched it on TV for 19 hours. Uh, you know, okay. And then we went and then we went shopping for props for a show. Um <laughs> and then, you know, and then, and then realized that the show we were doing had, had an ending where a bunch of talking dogs, uh, blew up a castle in Central Park. God. And, and we were like, do we still open the show? We opened the show 912. Mm -hmm. Um, and automatically the, 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 the papers, you know, the reviews all compared it to like yeah. the main, the main villain compared him to Osama bin Laden. It was like, that was not we, we didn't know we had no idea yeah. but there's a difference between that story and the guy who lived three blocks away and all of a sudden heard the crash and he woke up you know he was just in bed and he hears the first crash and then there's fucking dust and smoke and debris and people screaming he has a different story arguably a much better story than yeah i woke up and my wife made me watch it on tv you know, so you kind of make your story, you make your story at least engaging. So I think you telling the story about the dead body has more to do, has, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a negative thing. I do think it is funny that we tend to do that, but I think that's completely human to be able to, and everybody's got different perspectives, you know? I mean, it, it's, it's, so that's, yeah. that's part of the fun, you know? So I like, like, I, I wouldn't know anything about this dead body. But what I what I take away from the story you tell is not that there was a dead body or that there was a murder or even the specifics about him with the matzo ball soup. And, the, you know, all is what I take away from it is the concept of your kids. There's a dead body on the street and covered in a sheet and just laying there and, you know, like a kid coming out and going, poke. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to see a dead body. Yeah. Because I would totally, if I were a kid, I would totally, well, shit, I'm grown up and I'd want to see a dead body. I mean, it's just like, okay, this is, yeah. this is weird and, and unusual. And it's sort of like, it's, you know, stand by me. It's boys in the hood. Do you want to see a dead body? I'm yes. That's, yeah. yes. Of course I want to see a dead, but yeah, I totally want to see a dead body. It's like, it's like finding a, you know, I don't know. It's like finding a, a a chunk of sausage in your Lucky Charms. What the fuck is this? The fuck well, it's, is that? Yeah. Well, it's sausage. Okay, I'll eat it. I like sausage. What the hell? You know. And they get all they get all bloated and gross and kind of like Bernadette Peters' breasts, but <laughs> those aren't gross. Those. Are <laughs> you try to work Bernadette Peters into this so bad. Well, uh, I have to tell you that before we started yeah. the recording, we got into how do we even get to Bernadette? Oh, we were talking about pennies from heaven. And you had never seen it, and I was describing it, and then you looked it up, and then you saw a picture of Bernadette Peters, and we both agreed that Bernadette Peters is one of those one of those women in the world that when you see her, just a picture of her with those amazing jugs, something primal makes your penis become like a monkey tail, and it just moves, it moves, it has a, it 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 affects you in a way that your penis becomes like an appendage suddenly. And it has its own life. And uh, then came right out and started Googling images of her. Yeah, yeah. And, and did it. I don't Yeah. And then your penis sent my penis uh, some screenshots. And my penis was like a rock on and put on like a jersey and was and face painted. I was way into it. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how that. Oh, you God. Know, I, well, I, I, I have to actually 
This all right. So I, I, I wrote a piece for my Substack that uh, is coming out. I think Tuesday, and so tomorrow. Um, basically, the trials of living single. Um, because I'm kind of TV show, the '90s Fox TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, um, I I realized that you know, okay, it's been it's been over a year, and and really only about five months that I've been kind of living solo in my. Bat cave, fortress of solitude, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know, my, my studio apartment. And, uh, and I realized that there's many things that I absolutely love about living by myself, the solitude, you know, I, I mean, just, you know, I can, I can get up at two o'clock in the morning and turn on my playlist on Apple music that is t- entitled rando cool and dance naked wow. in my house oh yeah it's rando cool and i just did what is on rando cool like you need oh three it's every, it's well it's everything from clifford brown to some beastie boys there's some uh musical theater there's some john williams there's some uh uh rolling stones there's no bernadette peters but i'm the yeah. thing about it is i don't want to i don't want to be listening like in my car and then all of a sudden have to pull over the side of the road and 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 you know pop a chub and and spank it. I don't want to have to spank on the road. Your prehensile penis will do that for you. Well, no, it gets. So it'll turn itself into a well, knot. No, if it gets if if it gets to that point, it just becomes like rigor mortis, like a dead body on the street, and it just gets stiff and hard and can't do anything. It just like it's like paralyzed. It needs to be dealt with. Um, speaking of, so. One of the things about living single is I am, I, you know, I'm in Wichita. I don't really do a whole lot of socializing. So I, most of the people that I talk to are people who love the radio stations. I'm doing promotion for radios and they're not, uh, they're not, uh, they're not attractive people. I'm just going to say there's no, my penis hides like a turtle in a shell. (laughs) But, uh, so I would, I just, I get my hair cut the other day. And, uh, you know, I get a little extra time. So I swing by the sports clip and, uh, cause it's a place to get my haircut. It's, it's just a place to get my haircut. Is that the place with the commercials that's like, come on down and yes, massage your neck while you yes. watch the game? And it's like that, pretty girls, but well, that, yes, that is exactly what it is. It's just because it's, it's, well, no, that's thing because it's close. So anyway, I go in and the woman who, uh, who you know you sign up and it's got a board says oh you get two minutes you're on deck kind of thing and we're uh, she says done and i mean the penis moved it's saluted um she well saluted. well yeah it was like hey rock uh, anchors away sailor girl um no she's she the thing about it is she's exactly um my type given who i was last married to she was thin she had a lot of tattoos she's got the the, kind of the the sexy goth girl thing going on she's she's i don't know how old she is i did find out she had a 14 year old daughter so i know she's not like 20 but uh i mean you know she's of age and i don't know if she's you know but anyway that's the we're i'm like oh she's so fucking cute and she's funny and we're doing you know doing that that small talky shit while she's cutting my hair and i let her cut just maybe a little bit more off than i wanted because you know i'm I'm in time with her yeah i'm enjoying that well then you know and then you know what the whole encounter is like what 15 20 minutes tops and so i pay and i tip and then i split and then i start doing the thing and this is one of the trials of living single is that your worst, your, your, your best and worst thing is your roommate, which is you. 
And so I start thinking about maybe I should ask her out. And then I start thinking, or maybe I'm just like those guys that think the hot bartenders being nice to them because they want to suck their dick, but no, actually they just want to tip. But wait a minute. She's really nice. She was really nice to me. I kind of like that type. She's like, cool. Hey, what's the deal? I'm not looking for it. And then I start going, oh, and then, so I start thinking, oh, what, what's the date going to be like? And I start living the date in my mind, sure. what that date's going to be. And it doesn't go well. It does not go well. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, the date, the date does not go well. My, in your fantasies. You yeah. My, my Mount Kilimanjaro uh, of trust issues strapped to my chest, like a straight jacket. It, it just did not allow for any, it's like, and then, it's like oh and then what happens if you know i like her enough and then and then she wants she starts coming over and then the idea of her being in my apartment like oh hey i don't want her in my fucking apartment i don't i don't she's gonna criticize my shit or she's gonna like my shit i don't know all of it and so i went from boy she's a cute hairdresser to we had a full-on relationship and it (laughs) failed miserably all in my mind how long it was, did it take in the relationship? Like, I, I get like the thinking was maybe like five minutes, 10 minutes, but like, how long was the relationship in your mind? How long did oh, it take from start to finish? Um, we, 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 uh, in my mind, uh, we saw her, her daughter graduate college. So it's been a couple of years. I, I mean, I went, dude, I'm, you know, I'm a writer and I've got a big imagination. It's, so I literally sat here for probably off and on because I had work to do, but off and on, I thought about this for probably a couple of hours and, uh, and, you know, just spun this whole horrible thing, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm done with that. But in terms of the Bernadette Peters, I saw this and it made my, my junk, you know, like break dance um, in my lap. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause the thing about it is when I left and I got in the car and I thought about her, yeah, the penis went, Hey, Hey, <laughs> Hey, Hey, been a long time since I found some flesh sleeve. Come on. I've been, I haven't been in anything in a long time other than your hand. Hey. And then I started thinking about it and I went, shut up penis. And I started punching myself in the dick as hard as I could. Cause it shut up penis. Yeah. Shut up. Stop. <laughs> You know, that's funny. Like, I, I mean, I did the same kind of stuff as you play, and it, it is definitely a writer's, it's a writer's foible, you know, yeah. to, like you write the script, you play it all out before it's, uh, you know, it's, it's complete fantasy. And that was one of the things that one of my therapists a long time ago, she told me like, that was the only thing I got out of this therapist really was, yeah. she was like, you need to stop writing the scripts for things that haven't happened yet. Like, because then you start acting you react you live out those scripts that it's your reality and nobody else's that's why i have such a hard time with the i'm living my truth well your fucking truth isn't true for anybody else but you a damn egomaniacal fucking twat because i used to be that and i try and sometimes i still am and i try really hard not to be so shut the fuck up you go to fucking brunch shut the fuck up you know, I think uh, isn't isn't there a T-shirt in Chicago right now that's uh, shut the fuck up about Chicago? Yes, and I'm about to buy it today. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. I, yeah, actually, that's that's. Oh, did it? It's it's not one of my Rorschachs, but let's just talk about that before we get into Rorschach. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I I saw that and I went, I I love that. So funny. So, Fox News. Yep. Um, the great, fantastic arbiter of democracy and freedom and journalism in america they sent on the on the day that uh 
new Chicago mayor Brandon Johnson was being uh, inaugurated, they sent one of their reporters who is from Naperville to Naperville to a diner in Naperville, which is the <laughs> second largest city in Illinois. In yeah, Chicago, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. To ask people what they think of the Chicago mayor. Buh. They're not Chicagoans. The they don't give a shit. Yeah, doesn't they have they an opinion? Oh, they have shit. they have opinions. They certainly they like their lived yeah. truth. Their lived truth. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So this guy caught a lot of shit online, and arguably so, um, because it's not like this it's, basic journalism. You don't go to a fucking different city to ask about another city's mayor. That is stupid. I'm but, here in a Taco Bell. So what do you think of Burger King? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this is the thing that happens in Chicago all the time where, you know, you ask somebody like you, you meet in Las Vegas, like, oh, where are you from? From Chicago. Oh, me too. What part are you from? Well, I'm from Schaumburg. Okay, cool. That's not Chicago. That's not Chicago. Yeah. So if you're from Chicago, like we don't do that, but it's like, okay, to start wide. Like, I mean, in Las Vegas, if somebody doesn't know the city, Schaumburg, it's Chicago adjacent. It's a suburb, whatever. But no, like you cannot, people do this all the fucking time here. Like, you know, my, my in-laws, they talk about Chicago. Like they're scared to come up here because Chicago is, it's just a fucking place when it's not raining or snowing, there's just fucking bullets whizzing by your head. Uh, well, everybody knows that. I mean, you know, that was, it's amazing that I, that, you know, I lived there 30 years and survived. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that when I was complaining, talking about Israel, when there was that, the whole Yep. potential war theme breaking out a couple weeks ago and he's like well you live in chicago and i'm like and there's no fucking rockets like the, the likelihood of one of us getting hurt like, come on it's not the same thing it's and not the same thing it's different so anyway so this guy makes a, a shirt that says shut the fuck up about chicago stfu and yeah and like he uses like cubs um and the White Sox imagery, which I think the White Sox have a cooler, uh, yeah, logo, like the old, yeah, it's the a old little White more, Sox with that with that bat. It's a little more badass, yeah. But they got from a band called Mr. T Experience that instead of it saying socks, it says MTX, and instead of a baseball bat, he's holding a guitar. It's fucking nice. Cool. I love that. Yeah, band. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm gonna buy this shirt that just says STFU about Chicago. Shut the fuck up about Chicago, because most of you fuckers. Don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut the fuck up out there in Naperville. Like, enjoy your Naperville's a fine town. It's a great town. No, Stay it's there. a it's a wasteland, but okay. I mean, no, it's fine. It's fine as far as like suburb life goes. And Naperville is the Illinois equivalent of Wichita, which I have compared to both an Italian prison and a giant Walmart with half the shells empty. Naperville is yeah. not nice. Okay, I I don't think that's. I mean, I've, I've not been to Wichita, so I can't. Dude, you come to Wichita, really you're going to go, but, you're going to go, what the fuck? Is this Naperville? Hey, here's another strip mall filled with a bunch of fucking lame fast food. Naperville's got some like local bookstores well, and local food and cafes. And they get a like Barnes and Noble. They get a Barnes and Noble. They don't have a local Barnes and Noble. I well, do but, love Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? But the point is, it's not like a local bookstore it's a fucking barnes and noble other look i don't know what they are see i don't know what i know i know we're just we're just shitting see and, and if anybody wants to so like we're gonna get an email from somebody from naperville that happened to hear our podcast because they wouldn't know that yeah look at this anderson's bookshop half price books 
Look at that. All right. It's so, a noble. Okay. Yeah, there you go. And now, Warsack of the News. Number one. <laughs> in un... <laughs> Fucking hell. Just like in... <laughs> I'm going to try and do what you did last week. I think that was a fun way to do it. I enjoyed that. In uh, in We Learn Nothing from History, <laughs> an unprecedented move, Cuba will let Russians lease land as the two countries get closer. Uh, yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, you know, God damn it, Cuba. That's all I can say. It's God damn it, Cuba. We, you know, we we opened up things. We're buying your cigars. The fuck, man. Russia sucks, you know. But you know, let's suck. I mean, Russia. Let's. I mean, you know, in a, in a, in a like, I want to go to Cuba and say, hey, 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 guys, guys, Cuba, guys, come here. Russia sucks, dude. I mean, we're assholes. America, we are big fucking assholes. But Russia, fucking sucks. And do you remember? I know a lot of you don't remember, but like. Here's a Google link. Yeah. What happened like 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Whatever. It did. 60 years ago. You had Russia. Didn't really work out so well. You know, it, it's sort of like what I, you know what I would do is I would show them a picture of the hairdresser and then I would, and then I would give them a copy of my book and I would say, you see how history can repeat itself, but you see how you have to say no, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. shut up fucking penis. That's what you have to say. Cuba has to tell their penis to shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is from the uh, sometimes saving money. Doesn't save you money. <laughs> Kia and Hyundai agreed oh, yeah. to $200 million settlement over car thefts. Let me just read this to you. I love this. Car thefts of the affected models using a hack popularized on social media have spiked in recent months. The growing number of thefts have coincided with the spread of a TikTok challenge that shows people how to steal Kia and Hyundai vehicles that lack basic security features. <laughs> the trend has been linked to eight deaths, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You know, and, and this is the thing is I I I yeah, I I read this and I laughed. Um, the reason it made me laugh is I was thinking, okay, because most of what I, from what I understand in reading about this, it's mostly kids. I mean, it's mostly like kids yeah. stealing fucking Kias and Hyundai's and did, and not like, hey, I'm stealing it and I'm going to go to a, I'm going to go to a, a, a chop shop and get some cash. No, it's just, I'm, I'm going to steal it and drive around for a while. Have you ever, seriously, serious question. Have you rented a car lately, like on a, on a, plane you know you fly somewhere no no okay i drive everywhere in the a lot of times when i when i have to rent a car i end up getting a like a kia sorrento fine car totally you know yeah 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 whatever just get me from point a to point b but if you have not joyrided in a kia sorrento brah you have not lived I mean, I mean, about the Mazda this, Miata, but the thing is, and I, and the thing about it is, I'm not gonna. You, you can blame TikTok. That was the TikTok challenge. Hey, I was there long before there was TikTok, and if somebody came up to me, you know, when I'm living in Arizona as a you know 11 year old kid, and said, "Hey, hey, hey, Don, hey, Don, Don's penis." Here's how you. Here's how you can break into this fucking car and just drive it around. 
I would totally fucking do it. And I'm not like a criminal mastermind. I would do it just because, are you kidding me? Is it that easy? Yes. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that we all would. Anybody with a brain in any kind of penis would do it. So come on. Any kind of penis. Any kind of penis. All right. Uh, what's this one out of? Um, I don't know. Out of social media, is just it's going to kill us all. Supreme Court won't hold tech companies liable for user posts. The justices ruled in one case that a law allowing suits for aiding terrorism did not apply to the ordinary activities of social media companies. So basically, you can get as fucking terrorist as you want on Twitter, and they're just going to go, oh, well. Well, and, and, and I was actually having this conversation because my sister is now d- getting deep into the whole AI discussion and mm. Cong- how Congress should regulate it. And I said, here's the pro- I said, and I've been saying this since 95. If you want to regulate social media, if you want to regulate TikTok, if you want to regulate AI, if you want. You were talking about social media in 1995? No, I was talking about the Internet, actually. In 95, yeah. I was talking about the Internet in general. But I've always said that if you want government to be able to regulate, you have to make the Internet, the, the actual Internet, a public utility, like electricity or mm-hmm. because that's the thing. It's when it's a private, a, a, a private company or a series of private companies, there's just not much you can fucking do from a governmental standpoint. So if you made the Internet freely available to everybody or a a guaranteed service like electricity is like you can't like the electric company is prevented by law from shutting your electricity or heat off you know without lots of it's like that's gonna it's just standard but uh because it's all just a series of fucking you know wealthy assholes who own all this shit uh, they're, they're never gonna they're never gonna be able to regulate it appropriately and thus you know, you just you can write terrorist shit on Twitter, and and nobody's going to do anything about it. Here we are. Yep. This one's out of the uh, straight out of the shut the fuck off category. <laughs> what these fucking people? <laughs> what really happened during Prince Harry and Meghan's New York car chase? So I'm assuming you heard that Harry and Meghan were in New York. And they were chased in a near devastating car chase with paparazzi all over the place. And at first you're like, oh, shit. Well, that's fucked up. Like, have we learned nothing? It's what killed his mother. What the fuck? And then pretty quickly... You found out it, got, it, was, it, got the it was Meghan Markle treatment. It's not that big of a deal. Well, what what it was, it was Elton John in a rickshaw chasing them because um, <laughs> he needed another fucking hit. He and so he, the, I need I need to repurpose the song a third time. Yeah, a third time. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. They um, I, I I'm sorry. It's like I said last week, or yeah, the whole Meghan Markle thing is like none of this surprises me. You see climbers, you see. You see, grifters. All right, knock yourself out. You know, you know. I don't. The thing about it is, if you want to know who Meghan Markle is, look at her fucking family, who are so fucking shitty about. You're married to royalty. Where's my check? I mean, they are just a bunch of shitbags. Well, she came from the shitbags. So what do you think she is? If you smell like a cheeseburger and you act like a cheeseburger, you're probably fucking cheeseburger. It's just they like these two again. you got to watch the South Park episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We want privacy. You know, when they're throwing the fucking party outside their house. Like, these two people are the most performative 
obnoxious fucking i just ugh, shut up yes all right um another big company paying out a buttload of money because they didn't do the <laughs> right thing Walgreens to pay San Francisco $230 million for a role in opioid crisis. What? I had no... Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I didn't read this. I didn't know Walgreens about this. will pay San Francisco nearly $230 million over 14 years as part of a settlement agreement over the pharmacy's giant... The pharmacy giant's role in the opioid epidemic. Because what was their were, role? I want to know what their role is. How much money was it again? $230 million. Um... So let's see what it says here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, you realize okay. that's you realize that's like sixteen million dollars a year. That's all. Yeah, I know it's not that much. I mean, it's like six. I mean, sixty million dollars to me, but it's the city of San Francisco. What the fuck are they going to do with sixteen million dollars a year? It's also Walgreens. Like, it doesn't seem like that much money for Walgreens. It's not a lot of money. So, what was their? Yeah, what was their role in the opioid crisis? The evidence at trial established that from two thousand six to two thousand twenty. 2020 2020 jesus um walgreens pharmacies in san francisco dispensed hundreds of thousands of red flag opioid prescriptions without performing adequate due diligence so ba okay so, so effectively this was like you were selling cigarettes to minors and didn't check their id basically yeah but but it happened to be opioids which are deadly and you can die of an overdose from them and they're highly ridiculously like, overwhelmingly re addictive so okay okay like i get it one bottle versus like one pack of cigarettes is not going to yeah. kill you but one yeah. bottle of opioids one pill very could well kill you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, that's how my nephew I mean, that's yeah, how my nephew died money. you know it's not a lot of money but i do think hold hold companies and people accountable see here's the, the right thing here and, and i i, I hear you i think we should i think we should hold them accountable but i think we got to get more creative than give us some money because that doesn't deter anybody that when you, you know, it's like it's like when you've got a company that's making billions of dollars having them pay a fine that is effectively you know a, a tax write-off does not prevent them from doing anything it's not you know it, it somebody's got to go to jail someone has to do some fucking time in the clink if you actually want some change it's sort of like kids in school if if you've got a kid that beats up his teacher and all you say is well he came from an underprivileged background and, yeah, well then the next kid's gonna beat the shit out of a teacher it's just the way it's gonna work that kid needs to be fucking expelled and like put in the stocks and have teachers walk up and slap him in the face all day long for like three weeks that is a punishment i mean come on man yeah that's i think that that jail we should treat business owners business leaders ceos um the way that we treated black people selling a dime bag of weed in the 90s exactly I think anybody that's CEO, yeah, prison, yeah, or yeah. or or you know, just take make make sure. All right, Walgreens, we're gonna find you fifteen billion dollars or whatever it is. You know, it's like a ridiculous amount. Or you're gonna fire your CEO and take away any golden parachute. And that person has to go live in a fucking halfway house filled with fentanyl addicts for a year. Ooh, I mean, it's good. Let's get creative with our punishments because apparently prison is a pipeline. So we can't do anything with that. I mean, that's basically just what I've heard is just the same as slavery. Um, anyway, you know, that's, 
And I was like, what a bunch of hyperbolic nonsense. But I mean, let's, let's get creative. I mean, that's, you got to give the Puritans some sort of uh, credit. And quite frankly, you know, cancel culture is kind of playing that Puritan game. It's like, yeah, get the stocks, get the stocks out, fucking humiliate them. You know, Mm -hmm. what my mom always said was the best way to stop boys from uh, harassing, sexually harassing girls is have every woman just carry a ruler. And when they get obnoxious, you take that ruler and smack them on the peepee. They'll stop doing it eventually. A good yeah. pop, like a like one of those like those wooden rulers, not yeah. like a plastic one, but like a wooden ruler. Yeah. If if I was like, hey, hey, hairdresser lady, I think you're really cute, and she fucking smacked me on the top of my dick with a ruler, I'd shut the fuck up and leave. I mean, I was like, oh, I, and then the next time I had my hair cut by a hot chick, I wouldn't say a fucking word because she might have a goddamn ruler and hit me with the dick. Or is that your kink? I don't know. Just say, look, grab a ruler, try it out, see what happens. All right, your final Rorschach this week. This is out of BuzzFeed. And this one... <laughs> is BuzzFeed still around? I thought they uh, went belly up. Or is that just BuzzFeed news? I think BuzzFeed news, because this okay. is kind of like BuzzFeed trash. Okay. Well, it's the same BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's all BuzzFeed. But it, it, it hit close to home. This mom asked to take a week-long vacation from her husband and kids... And people are disgusted by her husband's reaction. So here's a quote from the mom. I just want a week where I don't have to placate a crying child or stop the toddler from running into traffic or worry about everyone else's good time while sacrificing my own. So obviously the husband was like, that's unfair. Why do you, you can't do that? You know, if you want to be a, a an absentee mom, I mean, there's oh, plenty of there are plenty of absentee moms. You're I am kidding. kidding. I am okay. totally kidding. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. You say you're gone for a week and then you take eight months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. I think here's the thing. I, what I would say is, tell me as a parent, as a parent, oh, your opinion on this. Oh, as a, well, you know, as if I'm going to come from the perspective of my great parenting uh, experience as a parent, I think it's a completely reasonable request to take a week off and the husband should shove it up his ass as as a non parent. You fucking signed up for this shit. Shut the fuck up and keep your kid out of traffic. Well, you, yeah, but you, then, you said, but no, you said, you said, honey, I'm pregnant. Should we have the baby or should I go have it cut out of my womb? And you said, you know what? Let's keep this baby because it procreates us. Maybe it's like making something in our image. It's the most narcissistic bullshit in a planet with too many people anyway. So let's have this child. But now you have the child. And you realize, oh, wait a minute. They're not made of rainbows and fucking Cotton candy droplets. Yeah, this is this is lollipops. Yeah, this this shit. Oh my god, they suck and they're feral creatures and they destroy my stuff and they shit on things and they're mean and they lie. Wait a minute, we made a human being and they suck. Now I want to take a week off. Go fuck yourself. You made the choice. Live with it. <laughs> we all deserve vacations. We make a choice to go to work. We should get a vacation from work. We all need breaks. This husband is a dick, and anybody. Oh yeah, he is a dick. A mom or a dad, any parent shouldn't get a week off completely away. Is a fucking insensitive asshole. Well, this is like one of the biggest fights in our marriage. 
is like, like Katie, if you, if you can pull yourself away from what you feel ties you down, like take a fuck, go to Mexico. I don't give a shit where you go get, you need a fucking break. Get out, go away. Don't worry about shit. I will handle it. It'll be fine. Get the fuck out of here. Go, go, mama, go. To me, I I want to I want to. This is the thing. My first reaction, my maybe this is like my seventh reaction, um, and my penis just moved to, to say, "Hey, hey, hey, remember this." So uh, what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is, what? Why is this news? And what the fuck's the problem with the husband that he's going to make an issue out of it? I mean, that's a private thing between he and his fucking wife. I mean, that's the thing. If you if, why. because she it, took it to Reddit. Oh, so she started this. All right, then fuck her. Okay, got it. Yeah, all right. She started the fucking social media bullshit. She was looking for somebody to say it's okay. David Hibble says it's okay for me to take a vacation. You asshole, Rob. You're an asshole because David Hibble says you're an asshole. See, look. And then Rob, check it out. Dickweed four four five at reddit.com says you're a dick. That he knows because he's a dick. He says Dickweed. Says go fuck yourself. Your children are doomed. Your children are fucking doomed. You Reddit, you Reddit assholes. Six things you should do this week. On the topic of Reddit assholes, <laughs> this is in uh, a new magazine called The Atlantic. AI is about to make <laughs> AI is about to make media much more toxic. We must prepare now. Give that a read. Got there me. you go. It's, it's you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, my first thing is in McLean's, McLean's.ca. What? Um, I know. I just had never. I saw this on uh, uh, long, long reads. Okay, um, but the title of it is it is by Noah Weinberg. I placed my first wager when I was ten. I've gambled more than one million dollars since. A memoir of addiction, desperation, and the dangers of sports betting. This is a re I mean, talk you know, talk about like, hey, I had this experience and now I'm gonna, you know, or I've seen other and I'm gonna now narrow it down to my own sort of lived truth. This is a really interesting read. And it really does kind of break down the dangers of uh you know, addiction, but not addiction to like, you know, because that's the thing is like of all the addictions, like we can say, oh, alcoholism, it's a disease. Mm-hmm. And and fentanyl addiction, it's not their fault because it's opioids. And cigarette addiction, they're assholes because they can't stop smoking. <laughs> um, you know, sports betting is still like being addicted to gambling is still sort of like, oh, you're just a degenerate. Yeah. Um, we don't, uh, oh, it's a, no, it's not a disease. You're just, a, you just have no self-control. So it's nice to read uh, a thing about a guy that basically had no self-control and had been doing it since he was fucking 10. Jeez. It's a fascinating story. Well, well-written, um, fun to read. Yeah. My next thing is a watch. It's on HBO. Love to love you, Donna Summer. 
Uh, this is an in-depth look at the iconic artist as her voice and artistry takes her from the avant-garde music scene in Germany to the glitter and bright lights of dance clubs in New York. Um, her daughter... I'm going to watch this. Is, this sounds great. This. It's really, really good. What's great about it is I started watching yesterday. As I mentioned, we were sick yesterday with some weird 24-hour bug where Harry puked in the morning. I puked for like 20 minutes straight, just an open fucking fire hydrant of vomit, or so it felt like. Um, Katie was sick. Um, but at one point, I was laying in bed last night, and I turned on HBO and was like, I'm just going to fall asleep to something. And this Donna Summer documentary popped up. I was like, well, shit, I'm watching this because I fucking love me some disco. Yeah. Love me some Donna Summer. Hot girls, baby, this evening. But it comes on and it begins with her, like, vocal, isolated vocal track of, um, uh, shit, it's not Love to Love You. Um, yeah, it is Love to Love You. The, the moaning and the orgasmic. Uh, like, it, and it is intense. And Katie's like, what in the fuck? Because it goes on for like seven oh, minutes. Yeah, it's a long gap. Yeah, fuck are you watching? I'm like a documentary about Donna Summer. She's like, is it porn? I'm like, no, but I get I get where you're coming from. I, I, yeah, I Donna Summer. She's like, why are you watching this single? Because she's one of the most influential. Like an iconic like an century. Yeah, like an iconic disco queen. Come on. But it's really, really interesting and it's really sweet. And it just like the complication, the, the complicated artist that she was and I just, it's, it's really, it's really, really well done. Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it. My second thing is uh, also a watch. It is on Paramount plus. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters. It is not a heavy hitting film, but I enjoyed it immensely because I really like Chris Pine and I really like Michelle Rodriguez and it is dungeons and dragons honor among thieves. It's just fun. It's just fun. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really rare that you can have a movie where you have somebody say, that is one chubby dragon. <laughs> it's a very, it's, and, and not be talking about a guy's penis. It's just a yeah. funny, it's a funny line. Bernadette Peters gives me chubby dragon. <laughs> oh, Bernadette. <laughs> we're like seven we're like 13 years old Honest holy shit <laughs> i'm gonna chuck a dragon <laughs> I'm gonna pick my whack with a ruler <laughs> i even know i even know what the title of this episode is can a dead body on your street have a chubby dragon <laughs> oh my god that's the title of this episode yeah yeah how do you how do you train the chubby dragon? You whack it with a wooden ruler. Whack it with a wooden ruler. That's how you train the chubby dragon. <laughs> My third thing to do this week is a listen. Uh, one of Don's favorites, honestly, with Barry Weiss. Uh, this podcast, uh, the, the latest episode, which uh, dropped on May seventeenth, is Israel at seventy five miracles and madness. It, 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 see, the thing is, I love Barry Weiss and I love honestly, but whenever, yeah. whenever, she, whenever she goes off on Israel, I just ignore it because I get that's like I don't care. So I guess is it you know, a good I care because it is well, good. yeah, because yeah, I mean, you're going to Israel and you're Jewish, so I get it. Uh, but I, uh, it's like God damn it, it's so instant. Felt like the politics of like how Israel got from where it was in 1948 to where it is to today. Um, 
but in a very you know truncated yet still informative way and it's just you know it all comes down to people of differing faiths having differing different opinions on fucking geography it's fucking stupid it's again I want to, because I, like I said, I, I love, honestly, so I will, I will, I, I ignored yes. that one because it was an Israel one and she gets a little too, all right. And my final thing is also a listen. It is a podcast, uh, as you know, um, few things uh, make my, my chubby dragon move more than Survivor. And, uh, and there is a new podcast that's been going on for this season 44. It's the official survivor podcast on fire with Jeff Probst. It is refreshingly funny. Um, it's really interesting. They have each episode, they talk about the, you know, and they, they have some conversation about the episode that just, you just saw for season 44 as it's going on. But what's really interesting is that each episode has its own sort of theme. Like we're going to talk about why we cast people the way we cast them. We're going to talk about how we build the challenges in the jungle. We're going to talk about like special rules that we put in place that really fucking sucked when here's why they didn't work. Um, and then there's an, and then at the end of each episode is a section called This is Why You Suck. And it, it's an opportunity for a listener or somebody that loves Survivor to tell Jeff Probst why he sucks. And then his response. It is a really fun. I mean, it's Jeff Probst. It's an actual woman who's like one of the actual producers on the show. And then this guy named Jay, who is the producer of the podcast, he's sort of like, us because he's like okay i'm gonna talk to you guys about the cool stuff you guys do it's a great pad i mean it, the thing about it is it's actually a really good podcast completely separate from the show but if you're a fan of the show it's a ton of fun so nice I, and that i'm That's gonna go hit show, dear chubby dragons dear chubby dragons i don't know Dear Chubby Dragons, let me show you some Bernadette Peters and make you far more chubby. Doing. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. What the fuck?